Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C with me, Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. Uh, I'm starving. Um, okay, let's let's um, let's brainstorm this. Let's brainstorm the ways. <laughs> no, we don't. Don't don't spend more time on this. The quicker we finish our podcast, the quicker I can get some food in me. <laughs> How could you fix this problem? Um, could uh, I, I can eat while doing this podcast? Yeah. Do you mind me chewing? As long as it's nothing. You are doing the edit this time around. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to edit out you eating crisps or something. That would be uh, <laughs> uh, you like me, Zijan. I'm probably very excited by the fact that Wolverhampton Wanderers are now in European competition. Uh, I thought Liverpool was doing well. Liverpool are doing very well, but um, but Wolves I have qualified. Tottenham Hotspur was doing well. As also well. doing very well. Um, okay, so yeah, okay, I know both of them. Yeah. That's all I need to know, right? Uh, well, Arsenal and Chelsea are also in the final of the Europa, Europa League. Um, uh, Wolves have beaten okay. Wolves have beaten all four of those teams this season, and we've now qualified for next season's Europa League. So it's, it's a big moment for us. I thought I'd um, I thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go to some movie news. Yeah, well, before we do that, let me tell everyone that the podcast today <laughs> is um, is ranking MCU villains, Marvel Cinematic Universe villains. Um, we've also got a quiz on Quentin Tarantino films. We're talking about the, act- the films of actor Keanu Reeves. It's about time. Uh, um, those are both things we postponed from last week, or last time, rather. Um, but yes, movie news, Ejan. Hit, hit us with some movie news. Not football related, but we could potentially get a new Batman. Oh, that is not football rated. You're right. Uh, no, it's not football rated. Do you know there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a footballer called Hulk? He's just, is just called Hulk. That's pretty great. Is it like wrestling? Like you have nicknames for all the footballers? Well, no, it's not like that. Although there is a wrestler called Hulk Hogan, isn't it? But um, but no, I, I don't know. He's probably one of these Brazilians whose name is like 15 words or something. But um, it's just called Hulk. Anyway, Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson which, has been touted to be the next Batman. Which um, the internet being the internet, some people are very angry about. But why isn't that? <laughs> of course, they're angry with that. Why? Why would they be angry with it? Um, so people are angry because they just think he's Twilight. I don't know. But um, that's such a long time ago. A long time ago, ago and he's, been, he's been making some interesting choices. To be honest, I mean, films I have mostly not seen. But he's um, me neither. He's, what was the last one I saw him? <laughs> I um, said so the last one I saw him might well be Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire so this is <laughs> um, but from, did you not see the one with Waterfall Elephants he was in it wasn't uh, he he was I didn't see that uh, but he's working with David Cronenberg I think it did uh, was it Maps to Film Stars Homes or something which probably uh, was got very good reviews but um, yeah I said, I've not seen this stuff but it's getting he's generally getting good reviews and he's doing kind of darker more um, or less box office type things. So it's interesting that he's mm. gone back to the world of blockbusters if he does do this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't get all this backlash. I mean, like, Kristen Stewart came out from Twilight and she, she's she been doing quite well. I mean, I loved her in um, that Julianne Moore mm, film. Still Alice. Yeah, she was very good still one. Alice. I, I thought she was brilliant. One of, the, uh, one of her better roles, actually. So um, I'm sure Robert, <laughs> Robert Pattinson could mm. you know, prove us all wrong. And I think... So I've never actually seen Twilight, so I can't really uh, judge him on that either. But he looks the part. He's got a good. He's got a good jaw. That's what you need for Batman. He does have a good jaw. He really does have a good jaw. Yeah, I think um, I've also heard that Nicholas Holt is up for the running as well. All right. Potentially, yeah. Um, but obviously, Robert Pattinson is probably um, the front runner. Yeah, I'm not, um, I mean Nicholas Holt's a great actor, but I'm not sure I see him as a as a Batman. Hmm. Oh. Um, Disney has announced a huge slate of movie releases. Okay. Um, there, here are two of the least surprising bits of news I've ever announced. Um, the Avatar sequels are being pushed back again. Um, uh, uh, what, what, what is this part of Disney? 
Yeah, well, because it was Fox, and they, now they've bought Fox now. Oh, so, um, Disney owns everything now. Disney I should assume that everything belongs to Disney, yeah. right, rather than everything. <laughs> so uh, the first Titan sequel has now gone back a year. It's going to be 2021. Um, some more surprising news. Uh, the New Mutants film has been pushed back. Um, Is it even happening? Alle- thought- allegedly still happening. Uh, so that's been pushed back to next year. Uh, I think originally it was supposed to be, was it February last year? <laughs> Something like that. Um, well, it's come to a stage where no one really cares about these two films anymore um, yeah to the extent that anyone ever cared about New Mutants uh, Avatar's a funny one I think I think when the kind of the, the publicity machine gets cranking people might remember why they liked Avatar but New do you really think so though like it's been a really long time and well, that's it. I think it's kind of faded out of public awareness and I think it's kind of almost a joke now people think oh yeah four more Avatar films yeah, no one wants that but I think I don't know. I think it's, it's this the biggest film of all time in terms of box, box office numbers. I, I think people might be kind of either reminded how, how much they liked it or maybe a new generation of, uh, sold on this one. I don't know. But New Mutants, I I, I still think Disney's going to put out on the on the Disney Plus thing at some point. Mm. I think they'll just, kind of, they'll just push it out on that without any fanfare. Oh, well. With my suspicion. What? Do you hear that uh, the... Um, so Dark Phoenix was coming out fairly soon. Yeah. You hear that they um, they reshot the ending of that to move it from being in outer space to being on a tr- on a train. Did they? What? what why? Um, I'm not sure they said why. But I, th- I thought the whole point of it was them being out of the space. I mean, the whole trailer showed them being in space. Yeah, I think they're probably going to be in space for the first 15 minutes or something, and then back on Earth, back in the suburbs, on a train, on, on a train. Uh, well, it's, this I'm a, not looking forward to this film, though. To be honest, it's a weird one because Apocalypse was was p- pretty bad, but Days of Future <laughs> yeah. Past was fantastic, and and so was First Class. And I think they've had one misstep, and I, I don't really know. It's quite a big are, misstep, though. It was, but people are so against this film, and I think it might surprise us. Mm, I'm not a big fan of um, Sophie Turner as well. No, uh, I didn't like her as Jean Grey. In the Apocalypse film, I thought she was one of the weaker. I mean, obviously, if you have James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence yeah. acting, you know, circles all around you, there's no way you can, you know, stand out among that. And she was, she, and she's going to be the, you know, the she, titular. She, she's Phoenix the lead, yeah. And it's it's um, in, in this, it's quite. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I think mm. I want to give it a fair go. I I do find it weird they're jumping forward ten years every time. So this is, well, this is thirty <laughs> years, isn't it? After First Class. Um, and the actors have obviously aged, what, eight years? <laughs> How long was first class? First class was, yeah, about eight years ago, I think. That- Nicholas Hogg looks the same to me. <laughs> they all <laughs> look the same. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Jennifer Lawrence, you can just about get away with it because she's mystique and yeah, you're like, yeah, she can change James, her appearance, but the rest James of them. James is bald, so. Yeah, says that helps. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So okay, yeah, give it a fair chance. We're not doing an episode on it, but uh, we will. Are we not? I thought we were. It's not in the list. It's not in the spreadsheet. Uh, I mean, we can do. Okay. Hey, if, oh. if you, you, the audience, do you want us to do an episode on uh, X Men Dark Phoenix? Let us know. That's Cedar Dead Movies uh. on Twitter. Cedar Dead Movies at Gmail dot com. Can we just decide after we see the film, Colin? <laughs> Um, whilst, I'm, whilst I mentioned Disney Slate, um, the other things are Indiana Jones is coming twenty twenty September twenty twenty one. By which time Harrison Ford will be uh, barely moving, I suspect. Um, so is Shia LaBeouf going to be in it? Nope. 
<laughs> Not a chance. Um, this, <laughs> there's only one Star Wars trilogy from 2022 to 2026. Um, so there was a Top of a Ryan Johnson trilogy and also a trilogy from the guys behind uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, it looks like only one of those is happening, but they haven't confirmed which one. Although rumor is it's the Game of Thrones guys. Um, so it looks like Ryan, Jane, Ryan Johnson might have uh, might have taken enough flack for Last Jedi and Doctor Out. I don't know. Oh, I'm glad there's a break between all the Star Wars films, though. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna have to wait. I think they realize they went too hard. No, uh, there's just too many. Uh, remember Solo, Colin? Remember Solo? Yes, I do remember Solo. It was not a good idea. Um, and so next year, we're only getting two Marvel films. And then it's oh. three a year for the next few years after that. Next year would be the start of Phase 4 for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. I'll be curious to see where this is going. Because Endgame felt like the end of everything. So. Yeah, I think they, I mean, they managed to to lay some trails for Guardians mm. Three, for example, and um, and obviously you got your Captain Marvel Two, Doctor Strange Two, Black Panther Two. I don't think any of those are confirmed. But they're probably well, they're almost certainly all going to yeah. happen um, next year. Marvel haven't said what they're going to be, but it looks like it's going to be Eternals and Black Widow potentially next year. Okay, uh, I'm not sure how far Kevin Feige has <laughs> pictured this. I would be very very impressed if he's like. You know, already know how this whole entire phase is going to end. I'd be amazed if he hasn't. I reckon they've got that planned out. I mean, they might change uh-huh. it, but I think they, they seem to plan them out far enough ahead. That I'm sure that they've got ideas for, mm. of uh, which ever more obscure characters they can bring to the, the big screen. That is true. That is true. Hmm. Um, speaking of Avengers Endgame, in one of our news, we mentioned that Catherine Langford was due to appear in Avengers Endgame. Uh, we did. And- and Catherine Langford, uh, for those who don't know, um, stars in the very, very uh, popular Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why. She was also in Love, Simon as well. So um, news has come out that um, apparently she was meant to play the teenage version of um, Tony Stark's daughter, who he meets when he... Um, Spo- spoiler spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I wonder what, spoiler under what so. circumstances he <laughs> Spoilers, please skip this bit if you have not listened to our previous podcast or seen Avengers Endgame. We, come on, it's been like three, four weeks now. Yeah, the, spo- the spoiler ban has been lifted. We can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, um, so uh, Tony snaps his fingers and um, in Avengers Infinity, Talk, Infinity War, when Thanos snapped his fingers, he saw the younger version of Gamora mm. uh, in this orange-filled world. And apparently um, in, in, in Endgame, Catherine Langford was supposed to play the equivalent part and Tony was supposed to meet her. Because that's, a, that's an interesting one. Because I, I would, I kind of assumed that the reason that Thanos saw Gamora is because she was the Soul Stone representative. Because mm. um, when, because I, I did hear this even before that was announced, the kind of speculation of when Bruce Banner or the Hulk or Professor Hulk, I guess, uh snapped it, would he have seen a Black Widow in that kind of world because she was the Soul Stone for that that version? Mm. Um, and obviously, we didn't get that scene. I wonder whether that was an idea they they had in cut. <laughs> that is a very good point, actually. Yeah, well, most likely it was though. Which I think uh, would have. I mean, I mean, they'd already given her a very good send off. I think that would have been. A, I mean, you know my feelings about uh, seeing more of Bruce and Natasha. Yes. But that, everyone that, knows, <laughs> Colin. The whole world knows. Everyone knows. Uh, but I think that would have worked very well. But yeah, it was a three-hour film. Um, uh, Simon. 
you can start listening again now because you wouldn't have been interested in that news, but here's some news you will be interested in because you're because <laughs> of your your love of English literature. Um, Amelia Clark is going to play Elizabeth Barrett in a film about uh, the poet Elizabeth or Elizabeth Barrett Browning, as she became uh, in the in a film about that the poet. Elizabeth Barrett. Elizabeth Barrett, or Elizabeth Barrett Browning, who married Robert Browning, uh, and is best known, I would say, for the, I would say, because I can't name anything else, for the poem uh, "How Do I Love Thee." Let me count the ways and all that. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Media Clark, hot point. off uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. As we as we speak, I believe comes to an end tonight, doesn't it? Um, it is. Uh, I think people are not happy with the season eight of Game of Thrones. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones at all. And I don't think you do as well, Colin. No, but I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> lots do. of memes and things on Twitter that I don't understand. But this seems to indicate <laughs> that people aren't happy about it. Um, as you say. Apparently, there's a uh, petition out right now uh, about for for the writers to redo season eight again. Yeah, how's that? Um, how's that petition to redo uh, the Last Jedi going? Have Disney agreed to that yet? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, well, maybe people listen to petitions, right? Maybe the Elizabeth Brown Browning Society will be uh, sending out a petition <laughs> to redo this one. Um, well, are, are you a fan of Amelia Clark, Colin? Well, it's funny you should mention Amelia Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention that. <laughs> um, you mentioned. I her. will quickly say because for, for for new listeners, um, I have a long term bet uh, with a Sunday Times journalist, uh, Stephen Armstrong, that Amelia Clark will not become um, the gr- most popular no most probably most famous most famous uh, british actor of all time um i suspect that elizabeth barrett browning biopics is not the way to become the most famous actor of all time but uh yeah, i'll probably maybe see it on netflix mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has very good eyebrows though she does have very good eyebrows I don't, I don't know anything about elizabeth barrett's eyebrows whether they were as expressive as her eyebrows um, <laughs> but yeah that's not a film i feel i would go to the cinema to see um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is getting a reboot. Is it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> is that, oh, that's news for you as well, Colin. That is news for me. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to introduce something that you've not, uh, <laughs> that you've not heard yet. Uh, what, do we know anything about it? Yes. Uh, Josh Gad is set to star oh, yeah. as the older version of uh, Nick Zelinsky, uh, Wayne's son in the original 1989 Oh, film. it's a, a sequel rather than a... Yeah. It is. Well, well, yeah. well, I guess they're kind of soft reboot or whatever. Yeah. Have you seen the original? Uh, yes, I think so, but a very long time ago. I don't really remember. Oh, um, I love the original, though. Although the, the CGI is probably very bad yeah. now. Well, it wouldn't be CGI, yeah. it would be compositing or something. Yeah, um, it would be. Because they did Honey, but, I Blew Up the Baby, didn't they, after that? <laughs> yeah, they did, they did. Um, it wasn't as well received. Um, I enjoyed the first one, though. Um, it's, it's just good old-fashioned, family-friendly film. This feels like something that's going on Disney Plus. Is that? Uh, are you just why you keep why do you keep promoting Disney Plus? I'm being today, sponsored Colin? by Disney Plus. Is, <laughs> is that what they're giving you? Um, get, they're giving you a free um, Disney Disney Plus subscription in return of right. mentioning it every five minutes in this podcast. Lifetime uh, lifetime subscription. <laughs> so. Can I get this lifetime subscription as well? No. Um, uh, it's going to be called Shrunk. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Did you just Google that? I'm Google this. Here we go. Uh, it was listed. Here we are. It's in development as exclusive content for Walt Disney Studios' upcoming streaming service. I'm a genius. Oh, well, anyway, so I wouldn't be watching it then. <laughs> Celebrate my my rightness with musician. Well, no, I wouldn't. No, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of Disney, um, the Cruella has been on the their plans for a while. With Emma Stone playing 
uh, a young Crowley Deville. Um, that's still going ahead apparently. And Emma Thompson is in talks. I'm not sure. Presumably for her mother. That seems like the kind of thing she would do. Mm. At the right age. Um, uh, I keep forgetting that Cruella was happening. <laughs> I, I, I just saw the trailer for Maleficent and I didn't know what was happening as well. <laughs> I was like, hey, oh, yeah, they're making another happening still? They? Yeah. No, it is here. There's a trailer for it. Angelina Jolie is, is in it. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's out already. I'm like, huh. I, I never saw uh, the last one, but. Uh, or indeed, yeah, I, saw it. I never saw Stephen Beauty. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, one day, Colin, one day. I watched The Lad in this week's season. <laughs> oh, do you see it? I did. Is it out already? No, the uh, the original. Oh, oh, oh! Is that that's why you posted on Facebook? Yeah, I thought I've got it on DVD. Why? You didn't answer my question on Facebook. I didn't really understand your question. You, you know, so, for, for those of you who don't follow me on Facebook, when I, I put pictures of screenshots of my DVDs on Facebook, um, and this week was Aladdin, and Zijan asked me why. Yeah, because you hate Disney. I don't hate Disney. Yeah, you do. I love Disney, especially the, the upcoming streaming service, Disney Plus. I <laughs> find. <laughs> Available in all good countries. Um, you hate animated shows. I don't hate. I, I don't have your deep love of them, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was good fun. Robin Williams, good work. You heard it here first. <laughs> this is so weird. Nineteen ninety-two, ninety-four. I don't know. Whatever it was. Who um, are you, and what do you do to the real Colin? <laughs> this is a, this is hanging out my secret coded message that I'm in danger <laughs> like, from Disney Plus. Clearly. <laughs> You're promoting their films. <laughs> <laughs> Being held hostage by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, right, what else we got? Um, the Suicide Squad is eyeing Michael Rooker as King Shark. That's not a surprise, is it? No, um, James Gunn directing it. James Gunn's mate. They're good friends. Uh, Michael Rooker dressed up as a blue alien. Now he's going to play a giant shark person thing. Do you, I've, you've watched quite a bit of The Flash on TV, have you? Uh, I do. He appears in it, King Shark, doesn't he? King Shark's in it a few times, yeah. Um, mm. Although the CGI budget, obviously, for the TV series isn't huge, so it looks kind of weird. But, um. It's quite grotesque, though. I, I read the comics. I mean, in the new iteration of Suicide Squad in the comics, um, he kind of eats his team members. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, can, I can imagine if James Gunn is doing like a very adult version of the Suicide Squad, which I wouldn't be surprised by. You would see lots of uh, King Shark doing that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he's gonna get someone to eat someone, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I guess it's kind of like Killer Croc. You, you presumably the Killer Croc eats people in the comics, does he? Mm, yeah, he probably does. Yeah. Well, we need another replacement for Killer Croc, right? Yep. Just go through all the uh, the aquatic animals. <laughs> um. Here's, hey, here's a here's a film that again I think someone might like. Um. I'm tailing all my news towards Simon's Day, apart from that whole Disney thing. Um, Chris Hemsworth and Tiffany Haddish are in talks, uh, or for not modern talks, they're going to do it, um, for Down Undercover. A uh, story of an undercover cop who teams up with a, a lone wolf to crack a string of casino heists in which the prime suspects are a troupe of Australian male erotic dancers. <laughs> um, I'm not sure why Simon's brilliant. a big fan of Australian male erotic dancers, but he's a fan of... Um, of Weird comedies, <laughs> so uh, and he probably uh, Simon. If you're listening, you strike me as someone who was a fan of Tiffany Haddish. I don't know if that's true or not. I like uh, Tiffany Haddish. There you go. And he doesn't like Chris Hemsworth these days. He's, uh, he's 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 very busy, isn't he? Like he has the upcoming Hulk Hogan film. He has the oh, Many yeah, Black two uh, Many Black film that's coming up as well. Yeah. So he's definitely giving. I mean, he's probably the most. I mean, known Australian actor now after uh, this age. Yeah, yeah. I would say like because like Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe are much older now. That's um, true. Uh, 
I don't um, think there's anyone else of his age that is as famous as he is. Uh, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> The other his older brother, Luke? His older brother, Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> I want to say Luke. Um, yeah, former Neighbours star, although I, I believe, or well, star. I think he's more known for Home and Away. Isn't everyone from Neighbours in Australia though? I think you mean the other way around. But uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think everyone from Neighbours is in Australia. Yeah, but that's uh, it's not really breaking news. Um, uh, what else I have? Um, Bill Murray has teases, uh, has teased that he's going open to return for Ghostbusters three. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that's all I That's all you got for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. What, what else is there? I mean, yeah. Because you cameoed in the last one, didn't they all cameo? All the, all the living ones cameoed in the last one. Yeah, he did. He did cameo in uh, Paul Fikes reboot. Um, Fair enough. Uh, Richard Madden is in talk for Eternals. Richard um, Madden, as in the bodyguard Richard as Madden. As in the bodyguard Richard Madden. Okay, it's quite an eclectic cast, this, this Eternals. So, so far, I think we've got Angelina Jolie, Kumail Nanjiani, and now plenty Richard Madden. I still don't know anything about him. It's all space. It's all cosmic. That's about it's, it. Uh, I, I mean, like, I, I, I think uh, when I go to a comic, uh, comic book store now, uh, I think it'll be hard for me to find an Eternals comic book. <laughs> Uh, I imagine it'll get quite a lot easier in the next year or two. Yeah. <laughs> next year. Um, well, yeah, Richard Madden is uh, up and coming now anyway. Like rising star after the whole bodyguard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Since, and, and Kumail Nanjiani obviously on, on, on the rise. Angelina Jolie kind of not, but... No. Yeah, but after Maleficent 2. After Maleficent 2 that everyone's waiting for. Yeah. Um, she's going to be huge. Uh, yeah. Kumail Nanjiani is in, um, in the new Men in Black as well. Voicing an alien. So I don't know if this yes. is a voice role or or live action bit. But, uh, what else you got? Nothing. That that was how <laughs> I ended it? the Bill Murray news. Colin. Bill Murray, that was your big finish, was it? Yes. Um, I got a couple more. So um, only small. So the, uh, Cliffhanger is getting a reboot. Um, Cliff, present. Cliffhanger is. Uh, cliffhanger. Uh, maybe it's uh, Sylvester Sloan um, as a mountain climber. So it's literally a cliffhanger. Uh, okay. Um, so that's getting rebooted. Uh, I, I watched it many years ago, but I think after watching Rocky, I went on a bit of a Sylvester Stallone binge. Um, and it turned out that most of his films are not as good as Rocky. Um, and uh, the comeback trail looks quite interesting. So it's a film, it's a comedy. Um, it, it sounds a bit like the producers, or, or I've not seen the producers, but um, people who want to make a, who are setting out to deliberately make a bad film. Um, I'm not sure if it's for tax purposes or whatever. Uh, but it's got a cast Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman. Uh, and as of this week, Zach Braff, which doesn't seem mm-hmm. a name you'd necessarily associate with those guys. I like um, Zach Braff, though. I like him a lot in Scrubs, um, and I loved Garden State. I think that's a fantastic film. But since then, I've not loved his film output particularly. What either. else has he done since then? Like, I only know him from Scrubs. Uh, okay, so uh, I did a film called Garden the State. Yeah. It's a film called The X, which was, which was very bad. A film called um, Last Kiss, which was bad. Uh, he was in Oz the Great and Powerful. I didn't think he did very well in that. He was uh, in that? Yeah, he he was... At, towards the beginning, he was in it kind of as in like, live action, and then he um, voiced the monkey after that. Uh, and he... Actually, he did direct a film that he funded through Kickstarter called Wish I Was Here, which was pretty good. But uh, there you go. It's going to be him, De Niro, Tony Jones, and Morgan Freeman. Mm. Uh, we move on then to our famous segment to see or not to Z, uh, where we talk about films we've recently seen and tell you the list of whether you should see them or not Z them. Uh, Zijan, have you been watching a film 
Yes, I've seen a film. Actually, I've actually seen Avengers Endgame again. So, <laughs> is this this is not the film I was talking about. Okay. Talking is that about. just twice or is it? Just twice, just twice. But the film that I'll be talking about is for the biggest blockbuster that will be coming out in 2019, which is Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Sorry, um, I think you accidentally said biggest blockbuster. Yeah, it is. It is. It's Detective Pikachu, Colin. It's Pokemon. Do you Everyone think, loves Pokemon. Do, do you think it's going to be um, overtaking Endgame at the box office? Is, is that what you're claiming? <laughs> well, uh, speak in other ways. What ways? because it's about Pokemon Colin Um, I'd also like to to take a final claim that everyone loves Pokemon everyone loves Pokemon (laughs) Um, if I had to find an example of someone who didn't love Pokemon let me cast around me I have no feelings whatsoever about Pokemon you have a heart of stone Colin I mean they look quite annoying the whole thing they're not annoying annoying. they're cute (laughs) when do they stop being furry is that a new thing Uh, well they had to do something for it in the 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 live action film, right? Okay, fine. Tell me about Detective Pikachu. Yes, you have to hear <laughs> everything about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I will sell it for you. <laughs> so, Detective Pikachu stars the voice of Ryan Reynolds. Yes. As uh, Pikachu. Uh, for those who don't know, and how can you not know, Pikachu is a yellow Pokemon. AKA the only Pokemon that anyone can name. That's not true. Colin, one day you're going to go on pointless and you're going to regret this whole conversation. Mm, yeah. I mean, why did I not listen to Zeej? I'm really talking more about Pokemon. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Bulbasaur. That's a Pokemon. Well done. No. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, he also stars uh, Justice Smith. So, um, he was lost in Jurassic World, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And he tells the story of... Um, the so second one, wasn't it? Jurassic World 2? Yeah. Fallen Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it follows him. Um, he he's on the trail to find uh, his missing father, um, and he bumps into a Pikachu that he can understand, who, who speaks to him. So most of the time in Pokemon world, the, the Pokemon don't speak, or if they speak, they speak their names. Um, but this Pikachu actually speaks uh, like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so kind of and, Canadian, uh, kind of Canadian, yeah. So and uh, yeah. We just follow their story and um on trying to find uh what happened to his dad. Uh, was it good? If you love Pokemon, okay. yes. Um, if you kind of are somewhere between utterly ambivalent and actually kind of hate them, um, <laughs> why? Just, just why in, do I, you I know hate I just, them, Colin? I know I said like a minute ago that I have no strong feelings about them either way, but I I seem to have veered towards hate very quickly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How can you hate them? Why would you hate them? There's, there's no reason for you to hate them. I'm I mean, not saying it's logical. I'm just saying it's how I feel. Dude. Wow. Um. So they is it because it's not from Disney? Is that why? Uh, sorry, they're not. On, they're not going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> I'll write that all the way to you. But um, yeah, you like it because there are a lot of cameos and obviously there are a lot of Easter eggs for cameos. Uh, what from Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. Cameos from Pokemon okay. and also Easter eggs from uh for the for the Pokemon fandom and. You know, the Pokemon has been around for ages, like at least 20, it's 20 years now, more than 20 years now. So um, it has developed quite a huge fan base. The The games are still out, the still the games are still ongoing, and Pokemon Go is still as big as ever. So No, it, it's not as big as ever. <laughs> it is big. Pokemon Go was huge like two summers ago, and then it's, 
like 10 people kept doing it. Uh, just because you don't do it doesn't mean the rest of the world but doesn't wait, do it. Like a couple of times ago, you couldn't walk outside your front door without bumping into five people looking for Pokemon. And now I know like one person who still does it. Who is that? A Marie. Hi, Marie. You have good taste. <laughs> do you still, do you play Pokemon Go? No, I stopped. <laughs> so, um, so I, I must admit, I, I have read a little bit about this film. Um, and there's a Pokemon called Mewtwo, I believe. Yes. Um, which is a clever name because it's the second Mew or something. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, like, surely two isn't the Japanese for two. Uh, no, I think his name's something different. Like, okay. uh, most of the Pokemon names are different in English than they oh, are really? in Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Like, Pikachu, for example, is the same in both Japanese and English because uh, Pikachu is not really an English name in any way. No, it? I was going to say it sounds Japanese. Um, yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, like, Bulbasaur is definitely going to be an English one because Bulb and Saw. From the dinosaur, thing. Oh, yeah. so okay. yeah, most of them have English names um, that yeah. are translated from well, Japanese. There you go. Yeah. Um, I will definitely not watch that film, but, um, unless it's on Disney Plus. Uh, even so, <laughs> um, but, um, um, let's be honest, Disney will buy Pokemon before too long. But um, okay, I watched the film. Well, actually, I watched Aladdin, um, available on Disney Plus next year, uh, which is great. But I also watched a film called Sympathy for Delicious. Um, which is a terrible, terrible title, but it's, it was the directorial debut of Mark Ruffalo, and uh, and to date is the only film that Mark Ruffalo has directed. Uh, oh. It was 2010. Uh, it got good reviews, uh, went around various festivals, I think. Um, but yeah, in fact, went to, it, in fact he uh, Ruffalo won the special jury prize at the 2010 Sundance Festival. Apparently. Really? Um, wow. How come I've not heard of it? Well, I'm not sure it ever actually got released. Um, I, I, I heard. Well, I saw a thing for him saying oh, they've got various offers, but he's waiting for something bigger. But I look, the box office amount was $13,826, um, suggesting that it got released on a handful of screens at most. Um, yeah, it's good. It's 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 not What's at all. What's it about? So it's a, there's a guy who's living in his car, he's living roughly, he's in a wheelchair. Uh, and then basically he discovers that he has healing powers, effectively a faith healer. So pe- when he touches people, they are healed um most of the time uh and this and mark ruffalo is in it as well as a as a priest who's kind of helping out this homeless by giving out food to the homeless and helping them try and try and find jobs and those kind of thing uh and he's trying yeah he's obviously very excited about this and he's trying to uh use him to, to gain donations for the church etc et but it's it's kind of the way that people react to this guy um, people who try and take advantage of him, people who try and help him. Uh, oh. He decides to become a rock star, so they, um, he's in a in a band because in fact he's already, he already is a DJ. Um, okay. The, the title "Sympathy for Delicious" is because he's known as Delicious D. Oh, um, such a bad name. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he they do this thing where he they play music and heal on the side. Uh, so it's conceptually very strange, but. It, but it's played. Str- I mean, it's not a comedy in any way. It's, it's played very straight um, to try and kind of look at what people want to do. Orlando Bloom um, and Laura Linney and Juliette Lewis. It's got a good, good cast. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out as a kind of. Um, where where do you find this film? It's on DVD, so I okay. can't do it. Um, it's quite, quite a curiosity. I think Mark Ruffalo shows some definitely some promise. It's a shame that he hasn't tried anything else. I don't know whether maybe because this didn't sell. Or maybe he's just been busy. I don't know, but uh, I'd, I'd watch something else that he did. So, uh, mm. yeah, well, I don't. I think you can probably. You don't need to go and rush out and see it, but I think it's uh, if you like Mark Ruffalo, like I do, I think it's worth uh, worth a look. Cool. 
Um, right, we move on then to our main topic of the day, which um, is ranking MCU villains. So, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've had 22 films now, um, and they, quite often the word is that Marvel has a bit of a villain problem. They do. Um, so, the ones, the heroes are well-defined and, and uh, have great arcs, etc., etc. The, the well, villains can be a bit two-dimensional. I mean, it's not like DC has a have better villains anyway. I think most people just compare all the villains with, like, Joker... He fledges Joker. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it's, I guess it's a superhero problem, but yes, yeah, I say Joker and Dark Knight is definitely the best, isn't he, of any mm. superhero villain. And you got some kind of fairly um, uh, significant ones. So you got um, Gene Hackman playing Lex Luthor back in the day. Mm. Was, I don't know, yeah, but, not everyone I loves mean, that, but it was quite. I find that it's very hard to, you know, I think it's just, you know, you, you shouldn't just say that Marvel has a villain problem. I don't think these. I don't think these okay. are the best villains anyway. Right? Fair enough. So, <laughs> um, so I'm, I put together a list of about forty different villains. Uh, we're not. Yes, you go, did. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we're not going to go through all of them. Um, it was quite interesting because some of them start off villainous and then become less villainous. Or, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know villainous. where to put them. So, like, how how do you rank the villains anyway, based on the entire character arc? I imagine. I guess so. Yeah. So, um, so what's what's going to happen is Azizan and I have both ranked our top ten. Um, yeah. Various other people um, have contributed to the votes, albeit not a huge number. Um, so we'll throw those into the mix as well. We'll score them uh, ten points to one point. Um, anyone else gets one point, and then we'll get our top ten. But it's yeah, the, the scoring system is not uh, well defined. It's not kind of like <laughs> three points for costume, two points for voice. I don't know. Um, it's just how much we like them. It's just a bit of fun. Uh, but let's start off then in 10th in place, Tijan. Who, who are you awarding your uh, single point in 10th place for? So, so I have to say this, right? Like, it was very easy for me to come up with my top nine. I had exactly villains. the same situation, yes. <laughs> yeah. It was very, very easy to come up with my top nine. It was the last one that what, threw me off. Like, I was slowly deleting all the ones that, <laughs> like, yep, nope, nope, yeah. nope, definitely not, definitely not, 100% not. Yeah. Until I come up with some that, um, uh, that could pass for my 10th. Yep. <laughs> so I think this may surprise you okay. but I watched uh, The Incredible Hulk recently oh, because yeah. I wanted to I've not seen it before it's the only MCU film that I haven't seen I thought I, I should watch it because just you know to complete the list and to yeah, be yeah. able to do this and I think uh, I'm, and that's why I'm going to place number 10 as um, General Ross okay Yes, not abomination. Abomination was atrocious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had no. His motivation was just bizarre. I have no idea why he was there. Um, but I think like The Incredible Hulk isn't a good film. Like especially by today's Marvel standards, it isn't a great film. There are so many plot holes <laughs> that I can't uh, that I don't like. But one of the things that I actually enjoy about this film is um, uh, General Ross. Uh, the way William Hurt plays General Ross in this film. I mean, in the comics, he's exactly that. He's bullish. He's stubborn. He's he he he. For some reason, he hates the Hulk. Um, hmm. um, you know, um, he actually turns into Red Hulk as well in the comic books. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the equivalent version of uh, the Hulk. Um, and he also appeared in many um sequels as well. On top of uh, just in Incredible Hulk, he appeared in Civil War. He appeared in the last two Avengers films as well. Which was quite um, a surprise when he rocked up in Civil War because um, they, they seemed that they'd almost disavowed Incredible Hulk. They obviously got all new, together, right? Yeah, they got new casting for the Hulk. They got they would never see Betty again and never really referred to it. Um, but yeah, because and he was definitely a villain in the Hulk in Incredible Hulk. But then, I mean, was he a villain in Civil War? I wouldn't say he was. No, he he was like the 
he like he incites things, doesn't he? Mm. <laughs> he was trying to cause the tension between them. But I, I like I like his portrayal in Incredible Hulk, and the, I think the reason why I chose him as number ten is because I recently saw it. It sticks in my mind. Mm. And he's probably among like the whole Incredible Hulk um, film. He's the one that stands out to me the most. So Fair enough. That's why I put him as my number ten. And, and he is one of the seven Oscar winners who was in. Uh in Endgame um, I had the exact same problem I got my top 9 and then I spent ages trying to find a 10th one thinking uh, yeah as you say not him not him not him not her not her <laughs> um, and I ended up with and this might surprise you um, Whiplash from Iron Man 2 what uh, really as played by um, indeed Oscar winner Mickey Rourke which I love I oh, love Oscar nominee Mickey Rourke, Rourke um, I think Iron Man 2 is the worst uh, worst MCU film um, it's kind of a hodgepodge it doesn't it's got far too many villains it doesn't it seems to be more bothered with setting up future films than actually doing anything and in fairness Whiplash is pretty poor as a as a villain in terms of his uh, achievements but I just thought he looked pretty cool um, <laughs> 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 so, um, so there's a scene where Tony Stark for some reason is testing a Formula 1 car or something or a race car for somebody um, and Whiplash, whose powers seem to be, um, he has big whips that are electrified. Oh my God. He slices the car off, and it makes no sense, and it shows you how far the MCU has come. Um, but he looked cool, and he's got a little bird that he talks to in a prison cell. So, uh, so one point for uh, Mickey Rourke's oh, Whiplash. Well done, Whiplash. Who would have thought you'd be in the top ten of something? <laughs> Um, <sighs> I couldn't quite believe it, but I was going down the listing. Well, I, I'm, it's the best thing. So I think this typifies. I, there are some great performances on this list, um, but I think this shows you the Marvel problem is that out of the forty on this list, neither of us could go beyond the top nine that we actually liked. Um, no, yeah. Uh, oh well. I wonder um, if it'll be the same top nine. Let's find out. We yeah, that will be interesting. My um, number nine is Ultron. Uh, okay. For, from uh, Avengers to played by well voiced by James Spader. I'm not too sure whether he actually plays Ultron. In um, I think he did motion capture. Yeah, I think so. Mm. So um, Ultron, um, for those who don't know, was an AI created by um, Tony and Bruce, Tony Stark and yep. Bruce Banner, uh, as a goal to protect the world. And he develops his own in- intelligence. He decides that um. The, the main threat to humanity is humanity itself and sets about trying to destroy the Earth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he thought the main threat to humanity was the Avengers, but he seemed to change oh. his mind halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I like Ultron, especially in the first half of the film. Yeah. I thought, he, you know, I mean, he, he, he has a, a good motivation. I mean, this kind of AI thing happens quite a bit in films anyway, so it's not novel in any way but Ultron is one of those villains especially in comic book history he he is one of the main threats that the Avengers have ever faced um, and one of the largest threats that they've ever faced as well and it causes I like that it causes some tension as well because he was actually effectively created by both uh, um, Tony and Bruce mm. Um, ultimately and then um, although Tony gets more of the blame <laughs> yeah Tony, Tony always gets all of the blame um, but I like that you know he creates that dynamic um, within the team um, I didn't like the end bit where he just creates multiple versions of himself and then for some reason if you lift the country up in the sky and then crash it down on earth everything will get destroyed yeah it's no like, a, how that like works. a meteor 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought he was fantastic. Um, as you'll discover later, uh, I, I love his his voice. Actually, I think he he's got some great dialogue written by Joss Whedon. Um, mm, he does. So, it's, uh, in terms of the most poetic villain, perhaps, uh, and I think he delivers it very nicely. I, I like the fact that he kind of he made lots of versions of it. I mean, I know that Avengers has a bit of a problem with always having armies of of uh, indistinguishable things but the, the idea that he is not a, a person he's kind of in the in the internet or in the in where else and um you can't defeat him just by destroying one being i thought was quite fun so yeah good choice uh number nine for me is um alexander pierce um as played by robert redford yeah in uh uh well captain america winter soldier but also yep. um he appeared uh, briefly. Appeared briefly in Endgame, his last ever film uh, appearance, perhaps. Uh, so he he's the head of of Shield, uh, which is obviously supposed to be a good organization, but it turns out he's also the head of Hydra, and, and they've in, Hydra have infiltrated, um, and he is a baddie. Hence his appearance on this list. Um, I mean, Robert Redford is a great great actor, one of the one of the all time stars of Hollywood, uh, and to, so to get him in a film like this, I think it was quite a. a a way of indicating that this film was designed to be a kind of um, a spy thriller, I think, because he's done films like that. I mean, it's all other films, but it's kind of espionage thriller. It's uh, maybe not what you're used to in a superhero film. Mm. Uh, it ends, lends a lot of gravitas to the role, but it's also kind of very um, likable. So I think when he, he comes across this kind of um, yeah, avuncular, friendly character, and so when he turns, it's quite a surprise. Or at least it would have been if Robert Redford, who perhaps isn't used to big blockbuster secrecy, um, <laughs> just said in an interview before the film, "Yeah, I'm playing the baddie." Um, so that was that was a shame. Uh, also, I think if you go back to the 70s, he could he could easily have been playing Captain America. He probably would have been one of the first choices. Mm, so it's yeah. uh, interesting to have that that dynamic. Um, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure he had no idea what was going on in Endgame. <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I, I can't disagree with you there, Colin, because I have uh, Alexander Pierce as my number eight. There you go. Three points for, uh, for, him. for, for him. Yeah. Um, I can't. I, yeah. I, 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 love his, I, I like his role in uh, uh, Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Everything you've said makes sense. <laughs> <Excellent> <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let you, let, let you do it. Yeah. Hopefully you cover all my ones in. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, ones you, well. yes. Um, okay. So number eight for me is Ego or Ego the Living Planet. Um, I was played by Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, so he, in, in the comics, is a big planet with a face. Um, in this film, he kind of is that, but he's really more, he's more frequently seen than a human avatar. Uh, turns out he's Peter Quill's father, which we find out fairly early on in the film. Um, and then a bit later, we discover he's a baddie, which I must admit, I didn't see. Was it a dirty? I can't remember if I saw it coming, but it wasn't as obvious as it might have been, partly because the trailers were very clever in presenting. Uh, what's the name of those gold people? I No one remembers what the gold people are. Anyway, the gold people were kind of presented <laughs> as the villains in the trailer, and as it turned out, they were barely in it. So much so that I think I, I left them off this list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And so he turns out to be uh, not only a baddie, but a kind of horrendous buddy who, who kind of godlike in power, but has been going around the galaxy, breeding, breeding and then killing off um, anyone he feels, feels any affection for. So he killed Peter Quill's mother. So you get a great scene with Peter Quill, who's kind of almost um, sold into his plan to take to kind of rule by his side. Effectively, um, mm. finds out he killed his mum and 
destroys him. And they briefly turns into David Hasselhoff. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, so I don't have ego on my list, Colin. Ah, so we I don't have the same time. Yeah, I definitely do not have ego on my list. Cause I, so I think, personally, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was the weaker of the two Guardians of the Galaxy films. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, and he, I don't remember much about him. That's probably why. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, uh, so. I think Kurt Russell just he's a lot of gravitas he brought. Um, I do like Kurt Russell though. Like like Riffle, I guess. But uh, in fact, if you're looking down my list, a lot of these are, are some of the finest actors who have been in uh, the MCU. Plus Mickey Rourke. Um, no, that's harsh. Mickey Rourke's good. Um, Mickey Rourke is good. Have you not seen The Wrestler? He's I have seen The Wrestler. Um, what would you say was your second favourite Mickey Rourke film? Uh, the Wrestler 2. Okay. By the way of saying, I think... I'm trying to think of any film I've seen him in that isn't The Wrestler or Iron Man 2. Um, I think maybe uh, one of the Expendables films. Uh. <laughs> My number seven is uh, Nebula, played by Karen Gillan. Um, and I like. Um, I think I mentioned this in the, the previous podcast that I, I love Karen Gillan in, as Nebula, especially in the later two films. Hmm. I thought like she, she grew into her, her role very well. Um, like as the tortured uh, daughter of Thanos and she really does get tortured a lot in this film like <laughs> honestly she gets Nasty, brutally man. bitten yeah. down by Thanos and then she always loses to Gamora like it sucks to be in a Nebula in any possible way I mean her but dad like- has, has taken her apart and turned her into a half robot <sighs> every time she loses a fight she got a piece of her body replaced that is dark that is awful and yet to come out from that and come out with her actually a very good character arc for her. I really love her character, um, in in the last film especially. Um, and makes uh, makes her on my on my top seven now. Because <laughs> I've I've not got her on my list. Um, spoilers, but um, I I think she's. I agree that she's definitely grown into it. I think, taking the first Guardians, I didn't feel she really got a handle on exactly what she was doing. It's kind of sometimes comics and it's not. But I think she's really got the the kind of the deadpan angry comedy as it were yes i like her more as an anti-hero as kind of the now that she's turned to the good side effectively uh, i think she so when she's going to be in guardians 3 presumably i like that i like that, that she's role. always angry as well <laughs> that's our secret she's always angry um <laughs> right number seven for me is yon rog um as played by jude law in captain marvel ah uh, so, i don't have yon rog uh, so we have quite a ton of um so this is obviously a recent one uh he Starts off the film being um, Vers, as he calls her, Carol Danvers, uh, trainer. Um, and I think it was already more or less given away in the trailers that he was a baddie. Not entirely, but I think everyone knew. Did they? I don't know. Uh, I did, anyway. But he um, uh, he's training her and he's saying she needs to be careful about her power. She needs to conserve it, blah, blah, blah. But it turns out that I, I, she's lost her memory. It turns out he's been lying about everything to her and he's really uh, abusing her effectively and um, manipulating her. Uh, I think it's a good dynamic to have this kind of uh, over, overbearing, kind of patronising guy who's telling her it's all for the best, and he's not obviously evil, though fairly obviously. But he's, he's, um, he became very obvious at the end, though. Definitely at the end. I think Jude Law plays it very well. I don't think we'll necessarily see him again in these things. He's one and done. But, um, but I think that the way that bounces off uh, Brie Larson worked well. So, yeah. He doesn't do much though. That's the thing. I can't remember what what was his ultimate. Was it a plan? He um, to kill all the scrolls, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, his plan? I think he just wanted to take over everything, didn't he? I thought he was uh, just like a. So- he was just a soldier for the Kree, anyway. Yes. 
But I thought he did it very well, and uh, I liked his arc where he, well, more, more her arc really, where he, that he played off, but where she went from obeying him and doing what he said to just blasting out and dragging <laughs> him across the desert. That was pretty fun. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Uh, my number six is Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Uh, especially for his performance in uh, the second Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, less for his other films, really. Um, I think the reason why I put him up here as my number six is because he, he is a very good counterpoint for Steve Rogers. Hmm. Um, because there's this emotional connection there. They knew each other back in the past. Um, there was a lot of emotional turmoil you can see in Steve when he was fighting Bucky because... You know they were they were friends before, and then he was brainwashed. Mm. Um, I, I like that he was there. You know he he's there to act as that counterpoint, and I thought both of them, um, worked well against each other. And Captain America too. Um, Winter Soldier is probably one of my up there on my favorite um MCU films. Um, the only reason why I put him as number six is because he doesn't have a lot of agency. Um, it's the same with Nebula. I mean, they don't have a lot of agency in the reason why they're villainous to begin with. They're just there as pawns. For the main yeah. big bad in the in the shadows, but uh, I'm putting it up up here as so high because because of his whole relationship with Steve Rogers and what he brings to that in that film. Because yeah, he's in, he's in a lot of the films now, but he's only been a villain. I've put him down as a villain in two of them, so definitely Winter Soldier. Or even by the end, he's kind of redeemed, and then he kind of a villain in Civil War, albeit again brainwashed. I know I've I've your five so far. Three of them are effectively converted to the, the goodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, my number six is um, the Mandarin, Ben Kingsley, and Iron Man three. <laughs> and um, I've put the Mandarin in, in inverted commas because he's not really. He's Trevor Slattery, uh, an actor from London who has been hired to play the, the Mandarin. Um, this is an interesting. One. So he's kind of this. The Mandarin is is Iron Man's big foe, I guess, or the biggest it's only one of them he is uh, one of the biggest he's up there yeah um, and so people are very excited about Iron Man 3 having this this kind of great um, shadowy uh, leader and you get these these footages films of him saying I oh, will take over and then when it turns out he's just a, an actor I thought it was a brilliant twist and hilarious uh, I thought Ben Kingsley played it very well um, a not lot many people of, like appreciate that though. well it's weird it, it's split audiences a lot because a lot of comic fans were very angry um, I don't how do, how do you feel about it do you yeah. not like it well yeah well I, I didn't so the Mandarin is definitely not the like I, I wouldn't consider the Mandarin as uh, someone I would want to see <laughs> in, in the MCU so it doesn't really bother me that much that um, you know the Mandarin turns out to be an actor or mm. a, a facade but I can understand if people who want to see the Mandarin will be upset by this whole thing. Uh, for me, it's just like, eh, I don't really care that much. Fair enough. Either I, way. S- yeah. I thought it was brilliant, but um, I'm, again, I'm not entirely sure it's a villain. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> okay, um, now to our... different list. We, well, we suspect, do, we do. I suspect yeah. it might have some overlap in this top five. Um, I think our top three would probably be about the same. I hope so. Well, I think our top four might be the same, but we'll find out. Maybe. <laughs> well, my number five is The Voucher. From oh, Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming, okay. played by Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. uh, and what the I think the reason why I like the Vulture so much. So Spider-Man: Homecoming is probably not one of my favorite Spider-Man films. I think it's a little bit overrated as well. Mm. But I thought Michael Keaton uh, is really really good in it as the Vulture, especially since the Vulture in the comic book is this old fragile man who has this uh, Vulture wings. But Michael Keaton managed to 
take that and turn him into something quite threatening. And I like that. And I also like the point that he was, you know, at the beginning of salvaging all this uh, attack from the aliens. And he felt a bit hard done by all the corporations making all the money from this. And this is his way of getting back at them. And I thought that makes a lot of sense, especially uh, especially right now <laughs> in this day and age. Um, so, um, it's good motivation, yeah. And a good tie into Avengers as well. Um, exactly, yeah. And I also like that fact that he actually plays, he's the dad of Peter Parker's date for the homecoming dance. People so. love that twist. I, I didn't care that much. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No, but it adds a bit of personal sticks in it. And um, I, I like the scene with him and uh, Peter in the car as well. So um, uh, I like anything with really a bit of personal sticks in it, as you can probably tell. Hmm. Uh, cool. My number five is Ultron. So mm-hmm. back to you for number four. <laughs> My number four is Killmonger from Black Panther, oh. played by Michael B. Jordan. And uh, Michael B. Jordan is a phenomenal actor, um, and he 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 played Killmonger with, um, with yeah, he was just great. I mean, um, so Killmonger was uh, the is he is he his cousin for Black Panther, right? Technically, because their fathers are brothers. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So their fathers are brothers. Uh, he's the cousin of Black Panther. Um, he was left behind in the U.S. And then he decides to reclaim his throne, uh, and he 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 lends a lot of menace to um to this uh Killmonger role. Like I've not heard of this Killmonger role. I've read the comics. Uh, I have not heard of him before. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I I may have missed this bit. I don't really. I'm not a big Black Panther uh comic reader, but so I missed that altogether. But um, and usually when you think about Black Panther, his main villain is Ulysses Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, in in this, I like I like that Michael B. Jordan lends a huge amount of physicality to this role honestly yeah I mean he doesn't look bad with his shirt off Um. (laughs) he is bulky and the way they fought I mean the let's ignore the CGI fight because that could be anything really yeah the the one at the waterfall that was pretty good Mm, I I mean he's so charismatic he is Um, and this is what more than any other villain uh, in in the MCU you kind of think he's got a point Um, it's it's interesting, in fact, I think he, he had, we probably talked about it at the time, but he, his his motivation and his arguments were so strong. He was saying things like, yes, Wakanda shouldn't be keeping to itself, it should be helping others, and thinking, yeah, actually, that's a fair point, that they kind of had to make him a murderer just so that we wouldn't say, actually, why is he not the king? Because he, he even won the king kingship, is that word? He even became he king legitimately. Fair and square as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's anyone he kind of like, he kills, I'm pretty, yeah, he kills some people, and then he, um, he wants to destroy all the magic flowers and warriors. Uh, I think that feels almost a bit tacked on because when the writer's like, well, wait a minute, who's our hero here? Um, <laughs> but, so I, I think he's phenomenal. And he's, he's, we'll, we'll see where he ranks on my list. But um, I, I love Michael V. Jordan as an actor. And uh, yeah, that and, and Creed and Fruitvale Station, I think, are just, yeah, just an absolute powerhouse. Um, and it's good that we had, I mean, in Black Panther, I think he kind of, I think he was better than Black Panther, um, than Chadwick Boseman in that film. But, but Chadwick Boseman was strong enough that he didn't get overshadowed. And that's sometimes... Mm. I think this is partly why the MCU and, and other superhero films don't necessarily have brilliant villains. is because it, it's always the hero's story. And you think, do you really want to exactly. see a villain story? And, Which is what The Dark Knight was. Yeah, but I mean, Batman was basically a supporting character in that, wasn't he? Exactly. Um, and something like, something like The Avengers. We're spending all this time on these six characters. We haven't really got much time to spend on learning about the Chitauri or um, 
my fourth one is uh, Thanos. Um, perhaps surprisingly low, I don't know. Uh, so Thanos, the, the big bad of, of the Marvel Universe so far, hmm. um, as played by Josh Brolin, or voice by, by voice and mocapped by Josh Brolin in uh, in the most recent iterations. Um, in fact, in all of them, apart from a tiny bit at the end of the first Avengers, I think, when he was still kind of red um, <laughs> before he became bubble. So uh, Thanos, obviously. Um, he's the one who's gathering all the Infinity Stones so he can snap his fingers and wipe out half of humanity. Uh, I think he's a he's a formidable foe. He has a plan that kind of seems to make sense, at least mm. in Infinity War. By the time you get to Endgame, he's like, I'm going to just kill everything. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the whole point. I like Thanos 2018 more than Thanos mm. 2014. That's for sure. Okay, that's mm. interesting. Thanos 2018, the one in Infinity War, the one who has, you know... yeah. Who who has grown up a bit and <laughs> knows better? I, I like that a lot more because mm. his his motivations make sense, you know, rather than just a, a just like a normal villain yeah. kill everything. Yeah, we should say he's effectively an environmentalist or, or but um, and, and Infinity War is really his film. He's he's the lead, but it's it's all about his motivations, his his arc, his journey, and the Avengers are kind of almost add-ons to that, which I think is is very interesting. Uh, way of doing it. He, he, I didn't. He, it's amazing because I think he obviously had post credit scenes in um, Avengers and Age of Ultron, and he was in uh, the first Guardians film, just sitting on a floating stone throne. And you think is this, this guy really? Because um, he didn't seem to do anything at all other than just send people to do his bidding. And to, yeah, the, the way they developed him in, in Infinity War and built a his relationship with Gamora in that yes. film, and, and um, to a lesser extent with Nebula, uh, was. Superb. I agree. I totally agree. Good stuff. Uh, my number three is uh, Zemo. Is it? From oh. Captain America 3 Civil War. And I agree with your friend who posted on your Facebook wall. Oh, yes. The reason why I put Zemo up very high is for this normal human. He is human. He has no special powers whatsoever. But he managed to break the Avengers when no one else can. Mm. Mm. And that's it, you know. That's all you need. I mean, like the aftermath of that, you know, has carried on all the way until this Avengers Endgame. Like the opening scene with uh, Tony ch- uh, chastising Steve Rogers for um, not allowing him to build like this whole global yeah, security yeah, yeah. system. So like his impacts is like far reaching and wide for just a normal human. Yeah, and that's because we've seen him in Civil War, uh, so he played with Daniel Brühl. Um, he... Trying to revenge because his was it his wife and child got killed by the Avengers in Sokovia, I think in, in Sokovia in, inadvertently. Or, yeah, um, he does and, that by mind control while well, getting Bucky to do the dirty work mm, again. And yeah, I saw sort of think if you actually go through his plan, it's ridiculously convoluted and, and and requires a lot of things to go right for him. But you kind of don't of not, notice that as the film is going on. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think to you to say actually I'm not strong enough to take on Captain America or Iron Man, so I'll just make them fight each other. Hmm. Is is a stroke of genius, Thomas. Um, yes. Fair so. play to the lad. Uh, even though he's not a baron, as say as he is in uh, in the comics. <laughs> Definitely not baron. No. Um, number three for me is uh, Ulysses Claw um, from Infinity War and um, more in Black Panther. <laughs> Um, oh wow! You your choices are definitely different from mine. Yeah, we, we I, I thought we have a lot more overlap than this. Um, I think our top one will be the same though. Uh, well, let's find out. Um, so yeah, Andy Serkis he played him first of all in say in Age of Ultron, just in a minor role where he's uh, where Ultron wants to him to uh, to give him or to sell him. I don't know. Um, 
I want to say amantium, that's wrong. What is it? Vibranium. Um, so he can be unbreakable. Uh, it's just this great larger-than-life performance. He's, he's, I love him in, in Black Panther. He's kind of crazy. When he's being held by the police, he starts singing uh, Baby Don't Hurt Me. Um, I just yeah, this huge larger-than-life character. I think in Black Panther, there are several great performances, but his is one of them. I, I, uh, it's a shame, I think, that we won't be seeing him again. Uh, I just it's I a shame just, he's, he's one of the bigger yeah. villains in the back of comic history so mm. oh well because doesn't he turn to like sound waves or something in the comics he does he can yeah, yeah he uses sounds against people yep mm. you're right so in terms of actual the villain character and arc well the arc particularly there's nothing really he's, uh, he doesn't <laughs> his, his arm it's gets not- cut off and then it t- he t- gets a fake arm that becomes a gun so that's a pretty good, <laughs> good arc but I just so he, he doesn't affect the Avengers in any particular way but I just love his performance and, and the, the energy he brings. You and I look at different, look for different things in this. Uh, this seems, top ten. It seems like it. Seems like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what's your number two? This Thanos. So I'm okay. disgusting. That's fine. Um, give me a second while I find him on my spreadsheet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got to give him the, uh, the marks. There we are. Uh, nine points. Um, well, my number two, um, which I suspect is your number one. Yeah. Uh, is Loki. I can. Oh, okay, I know who your number one is now. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Loki, I, it was tough actually um, choosing between these two, and I, I almost gave him number one. But he, so he's, it's he's, your first Killmonger, by the way. It is Killmonger. Let's cut to the chase. Um, so uh, we're gonna talk about Loki now, because uh, I'm guessing you've got, you've put number one, have you? He is my number one. Yes, That's a bit, exactly. a bit of an anticlimax to our list. Um, uh, no, well, I mean, for those people who know the MCU. I mean, and even those who do not know the MCU very well, I think Loki stands out among all the villains in the MCU. Yeah. If you think, if you ask someone to talk about a villain in the MCU Marvel, Marvel Universe, I'm pretty sure Loki will be the top of everyone's heads. Because, well, not only has he been in most films, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the Thor films <laughs> and the first Avengers film, even the last two Avengers films as well, <laughs> he's been in everywhere. Um, it's, it's just Tom Hiddleston has gave such a great performance as Loki. Right. Yeah, and, and I think, because we're not the first to have talked about the the Marvel villain problem, yeah. um, but he's always kind of noted as the exception to it. So exactly. He, yeah, he's, he's funny, he's charismatic. I, Tom Hiddleston, I don't think, is the world's greatest actor. Um, I've not necessarily loved him in other things he's done. Uh, but he's he's superb in that role, just this trickster who you can't help warming to even when he wants to take over the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I loved him in Avengers, probably more than more more than the Thors, even. Um, and again, that's partly because of the, the Joss Whedon dialogue. I think the, 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 I love Joss Whedon. Uh, he has become much more of a, I guess, an anti-hero than a villain. Yes. I mean, that was part of his charm, wasn't it? Because he was always claiming that he was teaming up with Thor and then he'd betray him. Uh, <laughs> every, every single time. time. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to see kind of Thor's growth as he kind of gets wise to that. Uh, but certainly by Infinity War, when when he died again, maybe for real this time. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I think for real this time. Um, yeah, yeah, it was played definitely as a, as a sad thing. It wasn't a kind of, yes, the villain's dead. Um, and he did show himself fairly heroic in that that moment when he tries to defeat Thanos hmm. so yeah I mean obviously Marvel know what they're doing they've given him the TV series on Disney Plus <laughs> you remember it I remember it. you'll be watching the, you'll be watching that surely 
<laughs> well, can I count I on your subscriptions, Ian? To, no. to Disney Plus? No, this sounds like a pyramid scheme. Do you get paid for for putting me on it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's go to our, our listeners. Well, I'm not sure any of these people actually listen, but let's um go for them. Um, no, that's what they do. Um, so we got a vote from from Ollie for uh, for Loki. Um. Got a late vote from James for Thanos, as his reasoning actually makes sense. Just his method, which is a bit cray-cray. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. a great comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've not counted. Uh, Pete Quandrio went for Peter Quill. Um, I don't think that was serious. Um, but is the old thing about if he, he hadn't got mad at Thanos and punched him in the head or whatever it was. Well, it has to happen, though. Doctor Strange predicted it. Mm. I don't think it had to happen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. He basically is responsible for the death of Black Widow, so I'm not happy with him. Um, but uh, Pete says, seriously, Killmonger was the only one who made any sense. And James um, voted for Zemo. Um, and the comment that you've already agreed with, uh, yeah, just a human dude who basically managed to defeat all the Avengers. Um, right, you ready for the top uh, Ready for the top 10, Zijan? Yes, we are. Uh, okay, so we've got three um, in joint eighth uh, with five points each. Um, there's the Mandarin... Uh, Winter Soldier and Alexander Pierce. Um, so the two, those first two got five each, and Alexander Pierce both got uh, got points from both of us. One of um, mm-hmm. surprisingly few people to get points from both of us. There's only another, well, the top three, and then one other person. Um, then in seventh, uh, the Vulture got your six points. Yep. Uh, in sixth, we've got uh, Ulysses Claw got my mm-hmm. eight points. Um, and then here's the uh, in fifth we have Ultron. That we both gave points to. Yep. Um, Zemo in fourth with nine points. Uh, that was eight points from you and one point from, from James. Yep. And then we have a huge leap for top three, <laughs> as you might. I think we knew the top three. Um, it's going to be the same top this. three, yeah. Um, it's the same top. In fact, it's not my top three, but um, all yours, in fact. But yeah, it is. No, it uh, um, so a huge jump to 17 points. Uh, seven from me, nine from you, and one from, uh, from someone else uh, for Thanos. Uh, 18 points, just one point ahead is Killmonger. 10 from me, 7 from you, 1 from other. Um, but leading the way, 9 points from me, 10 points from you, 1 point from someone else is Loki on 20 points. Wow. So definitively that's... still the best villain in the MCU. That's a good list. That's a very good list. There you go. Uh, shall we... Uh, Keanu Reeves, next time, we'll get to you. I'll, I'll do what I usually do when we bump someone twice or even once and uh, we'll do the actor factor before the other segments. This is going to be a very low scoring quiz, by the way. Uh, it's a quiz on Quentin Tarantino. It is going to be uh, low scoring because uh, like we did this four weeks ago. All the research was a month ago, and uh, I've forgotten everything. Everything oh, I ever knew about Quentin Tarantino, of whom I've seen one film. <laughs> um, this is, this is uh, going to be fun. Okay, Zijan, hit me. Uh, question one Who did Quentin Tarantino play in Reservoir Dogs? Uh, Mr. Brown. Well done. Thank you. How do you Qu- know that? Question one for you. Who played Mr. Brown in Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> yeah, Quentin Tarantino. We're, oh, ne- yeah. we're nailing this. I know, I know. Maybe <laughs> if we keep doing this, this will be a high-scoring quiz after all. Could be, yeah. Uh, question two. Which of uh, Quentin Tarantino's films is the only adaptation of a previous work? Ooh, that's an interesting question. He does Ooh. like his original films. Inglorious Bastards. No, it's Jackie Brown. Inglourious Bastards shares a title with a previous work. Maybe it wasn't that decision. Question two for you. Uh, which film beat Pulp Fiction to the Best Film, Best Director, and Best Actor Oscars? Which year was this? 
Uh, Can you not tell? The year that Paul Fisher came out, I can't remember. <laughs> so, which film won Best Director, Best yeah, Actor? So best Film, Best Director, and Best Actor. It was um, Pulp Fiction was nominated for all of those, but lost to the same film for all of them. Oh, wow. So, in those... So, Forrest Gump is around that time. Uh, I wonder if Silence of the Lambs was before that. So, I'm trying to think of Best Films first, and then which has the best actor win as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Forrest Gump. Correct, very good. Hey, thanks. Yeah, there, there was a lot of um, anger at the time, but I'm, I certainly prefer Forrest Gump to Pulp Fiction. I think that's a good choice. Uh, question three. In the Kill Bill series, all the assassins had code names based on what animal? <laughs> I had no idea that was true. Okay. Um, so it's going to be a kind of animal that's got lots of different types. Uh, snakes. Yeah, you're correct. Wow. The, the the main character is a black mamba. Is that right? Well, yep. I'd forgotten I read this question. Uh, you're going to love it. Uh, question, it? You're going to hate it. Question three. Um, the Hateful Eight is set in the same year that Wolverhampton Wanderers were founded. Um, to, five, like <laughs> to five years either way, what's the year? I hate you so much. <laughs> five years, you should give me ten years. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to... 19... Am I wrong already? Yes. <laughs> what it's is it? uh, 1877. Wow. How, when was Wolverhampton founded? 1877. Oh, it's the same year. Same year. I thought it was five years in between. Oh. Ah. That was... Wow. That's ancient. Yeah. Question four. According to Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction, what do they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? Uh, a royale with cheese. That's correct. That's the... Uh, the one Quentin Tarantino film I've seen. Uh, which actor is in most of Tarantino's films and is an uncredited narrator in Inglorious Masters? Yeah, I would remember this if I've done this quiz two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is guy. He, he was narrating what? Inglorious Masters. Yeah. And he's been in most of the other films. I couldn't be able to check how many. <laughs> uh, let's go with Tim Roth. I know Tim Roth has been in uh, many of his films. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, that's true. Uh, question five. Which of Tarantino's films was the first to be distributed in China and was used by Chinese officials to push back against criticism from America? Uh, Django and Chain? Yeah, you're correct. Wow. <laughs> um, because it's about slavery. So uh, anytime America criticizes China and say, look at this, you had slavery back then. Brilliant. Well done, China. Uh, which means I've already won, but to, to see if you can pull it back to 4-3, um, which character's real name is Beatrix Kiddo? That's uh, the wife, the bride in Kill Bill. The bride, correct. Well, it's a glorious 4-3 victory for me, um, maintaining whatever lead I have for the year. I can't remember. Um, but uh, next time, we're quizzing on the amazing Spider-Man films. Because Spider-Man Two is, films. Two films. Because Spider-Man's back in the air. Um... What are we doing next time as our main topic season? We'll be doing Rocketman. We'll see you then. Bye.